here too <laughs> hey forget bothering with the whole show introduction let's just start talking because yep. we just did a whole show this is a bonus episode so we don't need a whole blurb at the beginning but basically we're just going to talk about your marathon training plan for your fall marathon yay yay this uh training plan which megan all the listeners know you on the show said, yeah, Sue, you can coach me for my next marathon. Um, <laughs> and so this is the training plan that I came up with. And I am going to include it on our website under our training section of our website. But just anybody who dares to take on a um, Sue created training plan, just know that uh, I am not a doctor. I am not a coach. I have no experience other than my own running experience and you are doing this at your own risk consult a doctor and I will not be held liable <laughs> so that is my disclaimer so and that applies to you too, too Megan <laughs> I was like y'all we are not professionals we do this for fun just know that Sue wanted to make a training plan so I said yes, <laughs> yes. and she did okay so now you have the link to the training plan and you can see the gist of it. And my main concern as I was coming up with the plan and I said to you is that there's going to be some longer distance runs in the middle of the week because you're going to have miles at marathon pace that are separate from your long runs. So that that's that's my biggest concern. But we'll go over the whole plan. So it starts out with a couple weeks of easy running and then your run. Now you. Oh. You know what we should talk about before we even get into the plan is you, Megan. This is your fall marathon. What are you hoping to get out of it? A good marathon experience and a PR. My goal is really to break five hours because per clock standard, I ran a 521 last fall. Mm-hmm. And one, I'm better than a 521. I know that. I was better than a 521 then. <sighs> But the course and it being my first marathon and all those lovely things happened to me. So I just want to do better and I want to enjoy a marathon. Okay. So you want to run the marathon to a better representation of your ability? Yes. Okay. So I kind of knew what you wanted to do. Um, when I had this in mind. And so I thought we're going to come up with a plan that's really going to focus on building your stamina. You have, you have pretty good speed. You know, you do well, probably better over shorter distances than you do over longer distances, which isn't to say that you can't do well over longer distances, but I think that you tend to lack confidence in longer races. Like when we were going out to do the half, and you wanted yes. to start out with like slower pacers, which, you know, obviously it was a hilly course and we, we, we really didn't know what we were getting into. So I don't blame you for that. But you do tend to lack confidence in your half I marathons. Do. Yeah. So, yes. um, so this plan's basically designed to improve your stamina, get you running at all different paces. So you know what, what, what your half marathon pace would feel like, what your 10K pace would feel like according to your current fitness, what your marathon pace should feel like, and if it feels good to you. And you know, like when you're running a lot of miles at your goal paces, 
then you'll know how you should be feeling on race day and whether you can sustain it. So the point is basically to work on your stamina and your pacing. So when we're doing, there's intervals built in, but it's not speed work, it's pace work. So the goal isn't to run as fast as you can, it's to hit your target paces. So this way you can focus on um, or work on pacing yourself and learning to pace yourself and what each pace feels like. How does that sound? Good. Okay. I like it. Okay. And another aspect of um, working on your stamina is we're really going to focus on doing as little walking as possible. And that would include your pace work intervals. So I think there are situations where like, especially like if it's a warm day or something and you really can't sustain the pace, you may need to walk whether it's in a long run or in a workout or a marathon pace, whatever it is, sometimes you have to walk. You just can't run anymore. But we're going to focus on if we stick to the paces, you should be able to, like, for instance, jog your recovery intervals at a very easy pace, but keep running. And that'll help you with your stamina and get your legs used to continuing to run and not relying on walk breaks so um, and and the same goes for longer runs you know once you learn how to stick to your pace hopefully you'll be able to sustain that pace and that'll give you the confidence in the marathon you know to run you know as strong as you can for as long as you can which for me is the goal in any marathon like I just want to be able to to keep running as well as I can and I think that's it's not easy but it can be done and it can be learned and I think, you know, one of the cool things about Cincinnati showed me was that like, hey, you know, I can run a marathon from start to finish at the pace that I trained at, <laughs> which it actually works. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, and another thing that we're going to do, another aspect of my training plan is, you know, I don't do, I mean, I do long runs, but I, I never go up to 20. I never go over 20. Um, my longest is usually around 18. And that's kind of what I did for you just because I think like, we're not, we're not super slow runners, but we're not fast runners either. And when you're out there doing a 20 mile training run, even at like an 11 minute pace, that's still, that's still a really, that's still like four hours out there, you know, mm-hmm. or pushing four hours. So I believe in short or long, short or long as being 18, 18 is like two miles shorter than 20, but three and a half hours seems to be a good cutoff for me. And so that's what I built into the training plan for you. I think if you even wanted to just keep it to 16, that would be fine. I like the addition of going to 18, but the key aspect is having the back-to-back long runs. So it's not, it's not even back-to-back long runs. It's an easy run followed by a long run. But having the two runs back-to-back doesn't give you the full recovery so that you're still running on tired legs. So how does that sound to you? I like that because I like the idea of running on tired legs. And do you think that you would be okay with doing the two runs? Like, do you feel that's gonna, there's going to be like a schedule conflict or you think you can do it? No, Friday and Saturdays are usually my best days to get runs in. Okay. More than that. I don't like running on Wednesdays, but there is not a training plan, I think, on Earth where you run four days a week where you don't run on Wednesday. 
Well, actually, well, I don't know about running four days a week. We can modify this, by the way. I just was trying to fit it in with when I thought you were doing your group runs. But Yeah, um, and I can do my Wednesday group runs, and that'll help. So that's really what it's going to be, just making sure I get out there, which is the whole point of the run streak. Right. So it's a matter, uh, you know, it's up to you how you want to, you know, work it so that it stays, like, so that you get the runs in when on the days that you can get them in but still like try to keep the format the same because you definitely want to have the two runs back to back and you also want space between your speed work and your tempo or pace work and your tempo run and your um or marathon pace run and you also want to have space between your marathon pace run and your long runs and your long runs and your speed work so it's a matter of keeping the balance in the plan at the same time so you are just running four days a week because I thought that would be I thought we'd be able to get in a good amount of miles that way but still like not be overwhelming to you Mm -hmm. than running you know like five days a week I think is ideal for me and I would encourage you to fit in an easy run an extra easy run if you could but I'm not going to say like you have to do five runs a week because I feel like that would be really hard for you to stick to where would you put it in on this Um, so what I would do is I would probably do an easy run on Sunday instead of the cross training and then maybe do cross training on Tuesday. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I was looking at, I'm like, okay, if I were to add one, because there are some times where I wouldn't mind, you know, running on Sunday again. And I can do that, especially in the easy weeks and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Those first two weeks, adding in another easy run. Yeah. And I think... Obviously, if, if you're starting to feel burnt out or that you're not recovering, that would be the day to drop. But I think adding extra easy runs in really does a lot for your fitness. It really does. Um, you know, the more you run, the, the better you get at running. It's just a matter of walking that fine line between, you know, on the verge of fitness and on the verge of injury. So, um, And then, so I put Sunday as a cross training day for you. I know you haven't done a ton of cross training in the past, but you've done some here and there. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, like I said, that can be an easy run day. But if you and Marshall just got bikes and you're like going out biking with him, that would be great cross training because obviously it's less impact on the legs, but still helps your fitness. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would work. Okay. So what do you think overall? Is this like something that you could, you feel like you can maintain? I just don't want it to be too much for you. You know what I mean? No, I like it. Um, the only one I'm looking at are these, uh, the 600 meters, just because I don't want to have to mark those out. <laughs> yeah. the Because um, measuring a 600 meter sucks. Yeah, it does. And I'm going to have to find a track close to the new place. But other than that, I don't see an issue with it. Cool. So the, the way that the plan is set up we have pace work on Mondays and that goes from um, starting out at 400 meter intervals working up 600 800 1k and then every six weeks you have a mile time trial and that's just where we um, you do a mile race or not like a mile on the track and evaluate you know where you are fitness wise so if your mile is faster then your fitness is improving if it's about the same it's the same if it's slower then we might want to look at if maybe you're overtraining or something um or it could be like you know the heat or whatever it's just for us to figure out like where we're at and if what we're doing is working 
um, and then goes up from there to 1200 meters and then after that those those last two the 1k and the 1200 meters those are at 10k pace after that you're you get into mile repeats at half marathon pace which is going to be very very similar to your marathon pace workouts but you're going to have recovery between them so it, it should only okay. be like 10 or 20 seconds faster um, and you can see we have your training paces also listed in, in your plan so those will come along near the end of your training and I think you'll be surprised at how easy they feel by the end of training, assuming you've done all the training leading up to it. So, um, so yeah, so those are good. And then the last pace workout is a Yasso 800 workout, which is a really tough workout. So we'll have to talk more about that as the, um, as we approach. That's one that I think like, it's a really good, it's a really good indicator of whether you're on track for your, your goal and, and your fitness, but it's also one that is a, it's a really hard, intense workout. So if we have any question of like, whether you're feeling up to it, we might alter that. So, um, but that's something that I like to do as I get close to race day, because it's, it's fun to see where I'm, where I'm at. Is it okay? So that's two weeks pretty much before race day. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, okay. it's close enough to give you a fitness boost, but not too close that it should affect your race <laughs> so um and then the last hard workout you'll have will be um 10 days out which will be your marathon last marathon pace run so wednesday will be your marathon pace runs those start at three miles at marathon pace and work up to 10 miles gradually um and all of these workouts your pace work and your marathon pace runs you should be doing a really easy warm-up mile before them um, and I like to stretch after my warm-up mile and before starting my workout um, to get everything loosened up. If I'm having any tight muscles, like that's the best time to stretch because you're warmed up. And it also lets your heart rate come back down before you start your workout. So that's that's just the way that I like to do it. And you said you wanted to work on stretching more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so try to keep that in mind that all of these workouts do include the warm-up mile, so that factors into your mileage as well. And then easy pace, so your warm-up mile and all of your runs that say easy, that doesn't mean just go out and run at an easy effort. That means you actually have a target pace, <laughs> which is you want to aim for 11-minute miles or slower, which may feel challenging. Or it may not if it's really hot. It may feel like, uh, yeah, I couldn't go much faster than this. So the goal is to stick to 11-minute miles. Your actual easy pace would probably be around like 10.50 or something. But if you're aiming for 11, if you aim for 10.50, you might dip down into like 10.40 or 10.30. You know what I mean? So if you aim uh -huh. for 11, that'll keep you on the easier side of easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that 11. Okay. And I think that's pretty much it. You can run any of your easy runs slower than that. You know, whatever is comfortable for you as long as you're able to or try to continue to run. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the gist of it. I think I've explained all of the the pacing. And then um, your training paces are based off of your mile PR from Cincinnati because that's the fastest time that you have right now. I know you ha you said you have a 5k coming up. I do. It's Saturday though. So I will see what it is. Yeah. 
it'll be warm because it doesn't start until 8. Mm-hmm. And it is um, on the airport runway. Okay, so it's flat. And I haven't yet decided if I'm – it's flat, so it'll be a good measure of that. But it's also there's no cover. Yeah. And I don't get the benefit of hills because, oddly, I like running up hills. <laughs> that is odd. <laughs> well, because it takes, like – I like short steep hills, so because I can get a good burst of speed yeah. and go fast up a hill, and then so it gives me an overall boost in my speed without expending too much energy. Nice. So for me, um, uh, I spend way too much energy getting up the hills, but I pick up the pace down them. <laughs> so, um, but whatever works for you. So we'll right now we're just going to go off of your mile PR, unless you PR your five k, and we'll go by that. So your 5K pace based on your VO2 max would be 840, which would put you at about a 27-minute 5K. Your 10K pace is 9-minute miles, which would put you around 56 minutes for a 10K. And half marathon pace, 930 for a 205 half marathon. And marathon pace would be 945, which puts you at a 416, which should get you way under the five-hour goal that you have. (laughs) So we're going to train you at this pace. Whatever you choose to run during your marathon is up to you, as long as it's not faster than 945. I would encourage you not to run faster than that pace. But yeah, I think you'll definitely hit that, that goal for sure. But yeah, it seems... Like a 416 marathon is like really fast. That'd be taking over an hour off your time. Yes. <laughs> but that's like, that's what you're actually capable of. Yes. That's actually the same time that I'm going for, which I think is interesting. So it'd be cool to see us running the same work, basically running, doing the same workouts because my plan is very similar yes. to your plan. <laughs> yes. That's going to be cool for us to talk and like compare how it goes. Yeah. Because your weather is very similar to mine during the summer, too. So, Yeah, it's humid, for sure. Yeah, so we both have the humid humidity and the heat. Mm. You know, it's so. still here. Like, oh, today it got up to the 70s. But, like, two days ago, it was still, like, 40s, 50s here. <laughs> oh, never mind. Shut up. I don't want to talk to you. No, because you're going to have... been in the mid-80s. Yeah, you're going to have the benefit of being acclimated to the heat whereas I am not once that heat hits me this summer I'm gonna be like complaining like I'm so slow I lost all my fitness (laughs) because it'll be 55 out and you won't know what to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so do you have any questions about the plan I can't think of them now but I'm pretty sure I will come across them as we go Okay. So what we're going to do for the podcast, as far as the summer and fall training goes, we're pretty much done with the cross training series mm-hmm. for now. We've, I, I mean, there's a million different like sports and stuff that we could continue to go on as possible cross training topics, but I think people get the gist of it, right? Do other stuff besides running and it will help your running. That's cross training. Um, yeah, so in the summer and fall, when we come back from our little break, we'll be basically focusing on your marathon training. And each week we'll talk about a different topic and go more in depth about your workouts. And, I, you know, I, I kind of gave you the rundown already, but I'm sure there's going to be lots of discussion to be had still as you're coming across pacing issues or scheduling issues or whatnot. So um, I put it in the outline 
obviously the listeners can't see, but we have, we all have races planned for the summer and the fall that we'll, you know, we'll have our normal race recaps, but then um, we'll have our coaching segments where we'll talk about one week will be easy running, another week we'll talk about how to do the marathon pace runs and um, all the different aspects of your, of your training. So, so I think that'll be a lot of fun and, um, and yeah, I think that's it. Do you have anything you'd like to add? I don't, I'm excited about it. I'm looking at it. It's more miles than I've probably ever run before in a training plan, Mm. but also I haven't used my, um, full training plan either to my ability because looking at it now, the total for the training plan miles is not zero. That's stupid. I was, I went through and basically figured out like what the miles would be to figure out what they were. Yeah. You know, and I can't. Oh, I did write them down somewhere. It's not in this plan, but I did figure it out. Um, I don't know where it is, but you also have some cutback weeks in there. Like the weeks where you have the mile time trials, they'll mm-hmm. just be two miles on those days. And then, yeah, and I went through and added that up, and it's I can see the cutback weeks, and it's nice. So I was like, okay, yay! And um, it's just, you know, last summer I trained pretty well, and then in the fall I kind of fell off, more due to laziness than anything else. So that's why I'm just looking at it like, oh, I I know I can do it. It's making myself do it and actually, right. you know, train for something, doing it. Right. So, and it's, it's critical because those last few weeks are when you're peaking, like that's when you really need to be on it. And so that's why it's, it's tricky because you'll be going back to school then. So hopefully you'll be able to get into a good, good routine and, and keep it going. But yeah, we could talk about all that. Yeah. As far as the, um, like I said, the cutback weeks go, there's, um, you can see for the long runs, it alternates where, like one weekend you'll be doing 15 and the next you'll be doing 10 and then 16 and then 10 and then 16 and 10. So you're basically doing cutting back to 10 miles almost every week. So it's not like super long runs. And, and, you know, you're now at the point where like, oh, it's just a 10 mile run, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So it's not as scary as it once was (laughs) to just run 10 miles and try to keep, yeah. Try to keep that in mind for your marathon paced runs too. I actually, I really look forward to my marathon pace runs. So it's a little bit of a harder workout mentally because you have to stay on the pace, but it's also like fun to like, feel like this is what it, what your race is going to feel like. And can I sustain it? And yeah, of course I can. So, um, so that those are for me, like my favorite and like, that's a crucial part of the plan for me. So, all right. So I think that wraps up the marathon training plan. And like I said, we'll have that on our website on the training part of our website (laughs) and we will be back the end of june or early july depending on when we record and when i get the first episode posted but we will be back with some race recaps because katie's doing the shawshank hustle and you're doing the the runway 5k i've got Market Square Day 10K and the Strawberry Festival Road Race coming up. So all kinds of race recaps from June. So that is it for our bonus episode. We will be back in a few weeks with those June race recaps. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. 
tweet to us at Runner Girls Show. Call the hotline at 207-200-3297 and follow us on Instagram at Runner Girls Podcast. Listen to us at RunnerGirlsPodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.